help me be brave when I'm scared of the dark. I like it when you take me to the park and play with me. You make my boo-boos feel better with a kiss and a band-aid. Your peanut butter and jelly sandwiches are the best. I love it when you give me lots of hugs and kisses. Bedtime, and when you pray with me. You have taught me to love God and read my Bible. I thank you for taking such good care of me every day. I'm so happy God gave me you. I want to be a mommy just like you someday. I love you so Day. A woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Proverbs 31.30
Nobody loves me like you love me. 
worship you as long as I am breathing. God, you are faithful and true. Nobody loves me like you. Mountains, you're breaking down the weight of all my mountains. Even when it feels like I'm surrounded, you never leave my side. Oh, nobody loves me like you love me, Jesus. I stand in awe of your As long as I am breathing, God, you are faithful and true. Nobody loves me like you. together lovely all together worthy 
to see my sin upon that cross. I'll never know how much it costs to see my sin upon that cross. Here I am to worship, here I am to bow down, here I am to say that you're my God. You're altogether lovely, altogether worthy, altogether wonderful to me. I hope you can hear me. Good morning. Yesterday, I had the privilege of writing a, a, a prayer of tribute to mothers. But when I was writing this tribute and prayer yesterday, it would have been my mother's 88th birthday. So today, I have the privilege to praise her and her first mother's day in heaven. with you in your car is telling you about it. Because one day you won't have her. So be it Celebrate that with me today because she's in the best place for you. Father, we want to rise up. We want to call her blessing. Father, we want to thank you for your Thank you for her godly example. We need all these have done well.
everyone that's here in the parking lot, and also for those that are watching online, I just want to say Happy Mother's Day. I especially want to say Happy Mother's Day to my mother, Carmen Steele, my mother-in-law, Carolyn Sigmund, and my wife, uh, Renee Steele. Happy Mother's Day. This morning, I want to talk to you about this, the portrait of a godly mother and wife. What is whom do you compare yourself to? God gives us the standard, the portrait of a godly mother and wife, a very familiar passage of Scripture in Proverbs 31. If you'll read with me, verses 10 to the, to the end of the chapter, the Bible says this, Who can find a virtuous wife? For her worth is far above rubies. The heart of her husband safely trusts her, so he will have no lack of gain. She does him good and not evil all the days of her life. She seeks wool and flax and willingly works with her hands. She is like the merchant ships. She brings her food from afar. She also rises while it is yet not and provides food for her household and a portion for her maidservants. She considers a field and buys it. From her profits, she plants a vineyard. She girds herself with strength and strengthens her arms. She perceives that her merchandise is good. Her lamp goes not, does not go out by night. She stretches out her hands to the, to the distaff, and her hands holds the spindle. She extends her hands to the poor. Yes, she reaches out her hands to the needy. She is not afraid of snow for her household. For all her household is clothed with scarlet. She makes tapestry for herself. Her clothing is fine linen and purple. Her husband is known in the gates when he sits among the elders of the land. She makes linen garments and sells them, supplies sashes for the merchants. Strength and honor are her clothing. She shall rejoice in the time and time to come. She opens her mouth with wisdom, and on her tongue is the law of kindness. She watches over the ways of her household and does not eat the bread of idols. Her children rise up and call her blessed. Her husband also, and he praises her. Many daughters have done well, but you excel them all. Charm is deceitful, and beauty is passing. But a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. Give her of the fruit of her hands, and let her own works praise her in the gates. Pray with me. Father, as we come to you in prayer, Lord, we're all blessed, Father, because we have lived our lives with our mother. Father, I'm, I'm, I'm reminded, Father, as Mark mentioned just a while ago during our prayer time, that many watching today, or maybe in the, in the audience today, Lord, their mothers are not here with them. But Father, what tremendous memories we have. Father, I pray for every uh, female listening today. Lord, what a standard, God, you have set in your word. The picture and the portrait of a godly mother and a godly wife. And to all the men listening this morning and young men, this should be your goal, to find a woman like this, one who is godly, one who, one who will love you till death do us part. Father, we thank you so much for Jesus. We thank you for this day, this opportunity to worship together. And we pray that you bless your word and be honored and glorified because of it. In Jesus' name I pray. Well, the book of Proverbs is, is a book of wisdom. It's, it's, most scholars say that a father was giving advice to his son. Uh, many scholars believe that in chapter 31, this is where a woman comes along and she gives advice to her son. If you'll notice in verse 1, the words of King Lemuel, a lot of scholars believe that this is Bathsheba's name for Solomon because the name means belonging to God. And after the death of David's son, God gives him Solomon. And a lot of people think that this is Bathsheba giving her son advice before he grew up on what type of woman to find. And I would say this to all the men and students listening here on campus 
and watching on Facebook. Let this pastor give you a piece of advice. I didn't learn this at ACHS. I didn't learn this at CVCC or Liberty University. But I live it each day. And I want you to listen to this. Marry a godly woman. Marry a godly woman. You're welcome. She'll become a godly wife, a godly mother, a godly grandmother. And other than Jesus, she'll be the greatest gift to your life. The one point that has many subpoints this morning is this. Marry a godly woman. The church throughout history has been blessed by women serving in the church. Think about this. When you think about a godly woman and service in the church, Christianity is the only religion women outnumber men on any given Sunday. I shared these stats with you before, but I think it's very important to share those, especially for those of you who have not heard those. The typical U.S. congregation draws an adult crowd that's 61% female and 39% male. This gender gap shows up in all age categories. On any given Sunday, there are 13 million more adult women than men in churches in America. This Sunday, almost 25% of married church-going women will worship without their husbands. Midweek activities often draw 70 to 80% more female participants than males. Godly women. Very rarely will I have a man call me and say, Pastor, will you pray for my wife? She's lost and I cannot get her to church. Or, or very rarely will I have a man call to me and say, Hey, Pastor, will you pray for my wife? She's a Christian, but she will not come to church. I oftentimes have women call me or wives call me and say, Will you pray for my husband? I cannot get him to church. Why should you marry a godly woman? Notice this piece of advice this woman gives her son. The reason you should marry a godly woman is because she will be faithful to you till death gives you part. Look at verses 10 and 11. Who can find a virtuous wife? Who can find a morally superior woman? Who can find a woman who is moral? If you do, her word is star of rubies. Now, notice why. The heart, look at the word heart. In the Hebrew, that can mean the mind. The heart of her husband safely trusts her. So he will have no lack of attention. Think about this. Be faithful to your spouse. Think about your wedding vows. Think about the vows you made on your wedding day to your spouse that you're married to now. Think about that. Two types of women are mentioned in Proverbs. Those who make their families better and give value to the family, and those who destroy families. Notice the heart of her husband safely trusts her. One scholar said this, the words, heart safely trust her is my main focus. The most important element of a good intimate relationship is trust. Men must be women of virtue, giving their spouses no reason to doubt their faithfulness. Heart means mind. Listen, he does not sit around thinking, what is she doing? Who should be honest? Why does she come on late? That's your responsibility. It's your responsibility to instill trust in the relationship. That's what the writer of Proverbs is saying. Men by nature are jealous. You know how miserable you are when you doubt your salvation? I oftentimes tell our church the most miserable people in the world are not lost people. A lot of times they're enjoying the sin they're living in. The most miserable person on the church pew every Sunday is that person who doubts their salvation. Am I saying, do I have a relationship with God? The most miserable man in Alexander County is a man who doubts the faithfulness of his wife. Oftentimes, when it really happens, it takes years to get back. But to ask you a question, ladies, who do you talk to on the phone? Who do you text? Who do you email? Who do 
the first word is a snapshot. Are you an open book to your husband? You saw those things. The writer of Proverbs says this, the heart of her husband safely trusts her. Ladies, listen to this. Listen, do not be content to be another man's part-time lover. God has better plans for you than that. Are you content in being another man's side chick? Men are terrible at times. And I'm not looking off the lip because it's Mother's Day. We're talking about the portion of a godly life. I'm not talking about something that happened in your marriage 15 years ago. And God has forgiven you and you're your spouse and moved on. But I'm talking about now. Ladies, listen. If you're in an adulterous relationship, are you content in being someone who can destroy another person's life? The number one cause of bankruptcy in America for families is divorce. So you're going to destroy your finances. Ladies, listen. Why are you settling on being someone else's mistress? That's why I'm saying you don't understand your worth. You're worth a lot more than that. Why do most women keep in all of my counseling sessions with ladies since the madness? I would say the number one reason that women cheat is they have low self-esteem and they have issues with their family. Let me tell you something. You, according to the Word of God, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. If your father loves you, he means something to you. Be faithful to your spouse. The portrait of a godly wife is that she will love her husband, be committed to him, forsaking all others until death is in part. It also says this in verse 11. So he, the husband, will have no lack of pain. What's that word, lack? Very complicated, put it this way. The word lack in Hebrew is the same word used for lack in Psalm 23, which indicates when David said, I shall not want. Why does he not want? Because the Lord is satisfied all his needs. Spiritually, emotionally, physically, God has met those needs. He goes on to say, the more clear meaning is that of an expression of simple contentment. Reason he had nothing, for his wife well satisfies him on all points. He thinks himself so happy in her that he envies not those who have the most wealth in this world. He don't need it, for he has enough in his wife. That word gain used there in the Hebrew is used of concubines. He really means this he does not need to be tempted by other women because his wife satisfies his needs. She does not perform it. So marry a godly woman, but she will be faithful to you until death you rest from her. You never have to worry or wonder or, or, or wonder if she will always be the person who can be your complement emotionally, physically, and spiritually. The second thing is this. Notice what she says. She will be a blessing to her husband. Verse 12 says this. She does him good and not evil all the days of her life. All the days of her life, she's devoted to the well-being of her husband. Good times. Times of pain, times of grief, times of sadness, times of happiness, sick times, well times. Her love is ever and always devoted to the success of her husband and vice versa. He doesn't sit and think this, think this, ladies. This man does not sit and think, I wonder how much better my life would be if I not married her. And I've met people like that in my years of living. He should be like me and say this, my life would be worse without my wife. The Bible says this about a wife who is bad to her husband. She is like rottenness in his bones and deep debilitating pain. One scholar said this, a bad wife can offset your life. She can bring ruin to you 
but what is, what is good and necessary implication that it may impart grace to the hearers. Innovation in our speech can literally change for us and another person. But not only is she honorable and dignified, she's not just strong with her mouth and how she talks, but she's also strong during the trials of life. Why can she do this? Let me start talking. The Bible says this. Trials is sinful, but we can take it. Beauty is awesome, ladies. Your beauty is going to change over time. It's just normal for all of us. Nobody can take away the beauty. But a woman who fears the Lord, she said, because now this is a book of wisdom. Proverbs says that the fear of the Lord is a book of wisdom. She would be a godly woman and a godly wife. Fear the Lord. Think about this when we think about fear the Lord. Come on, you know. The promises God makes to those who fear Him are so staggering that the summons to fear God and the summons to hope in God are inseparable. In the Psalms, many times put some together. Notice Psalm 33 18. The eye of the Lord is on those who fear Him and those who hope in His mercy. Psalm 34 7 says this The angel of the Lord is picturing those who fear Him and delivers Him. Psalm 103 says this The heavens are high above the earth, so great is the steadfast love of the Lord for those who fear Him. Psalm 103 13 says, As a father pities his children, so the Lord pities those who fear Him. Psalm 145 19 he fulfills the desire of all, all those who fear him. Ladies, wives, moms, their mothers, their mothers, do you fear the Lord? Do you still fear the Lord? Listen, this woman is strong. She is not miserable and wretched. She's not weak and silent. She's not apathetic and promiscuous. She is strong and honorable. That is her clothing. She says this, and she continues because she fears the Lord. She walks with God. That's where her strength comes from. A woman who fears the Lord will pray for her husband and pray for her children. Think about this, children. I wonder how much stuff you are kept from because your strong, godly mama who fears the Lord or grandmother prayed for you. I remember one of our members here who was in World War II. I was in the hospital visiting with him. And he, he, he was telling me, I said, tell me a little bit about World War II. And he said, I was in one of the deadliest battles of the world, and I looked at this, this documentary is on TV, you can watch. Literally, whole battalions being locked out in some of the places. Now, he was, but he was living. Okay? He said, he was still alive. I said, what did you do? How did that make you feel? And this, this old country guy, and he said, yes, he reminded me of that guy, so I said, what did you do? He said, preach, this is what I would do every morning. This is my routine. I go out, I would tell sit on the old stump. Bullet flying, things blowing up. He said, I just drink a cup of coffee. And he said, One day, my dad went out there. And he said, Sir, well, how can you come out here every morning and sit on this stump and drink a cup of coffee? And you got scared me. He said, well, You don't understand, Dad. He said, My mom was coming to me at home. And he said, I ain't scared of you because my mom's prayers are going to get me home. And guess what? His mom's prayers got me home. You realize how much you've been saved from and spared from because this strong, godly mama who clothed herself with strength, honor, and dignity prayed for you. Only heaven can tell that to Only heaven will be able to tell that Ladies, be that type of mother. Be that type of grandmother. Be that type of great, great friend. Be that type of wife. This woman who prays. 
Listen, notice verse 25. This is amazing. The Bible says that strength and honor her clothing, she shall rejoice and come to him. Some translations put it this way she laughs at the teacher. Look, I mean, she ain't worried about it. She's not worried about it. If the doctor comes in and gives her a bad report, you know what? There's no worries in her life. She's at peace with the Lord. I was at I called him not several years ago. God was senior adult in this church. I've been to their house many times. It's like he's always faithful Sunday morning. Sunday night was always in Sunday school. I knew she was really sick. And I went to Arnold Hospital around 7 or 8 o'clock at night. I mean, we stood his dog outside. And her husband called and said, Can you be here when the doctor comes in? He has heard this news. We think it's going to be bad. So I'll be there. So I got to Arnold Hospital and I was in the room. We made some small talk, right? And the doctor came in and he said, Listen, I'm going to be honest with you. You're a Christian doctor. He says, There's nothing I'm going to tell you tonight in this field. It's the very same. And he told me that he explained to her he was going to deal with her kids. He says, He says, You're going to be dead within three months. And that's all. There's nothing we can do. And she was resistant. Her husband said, Dark, is it going to be good? He says, You're just going to kind of go sleep and not, not wake up. We're just saying that I'm proud of others proud, doctors proud. Here's what something else says. It's not a bad way to die. And then you'll ask the same time for coffee. You know what she was doing? Laughing like she was alive because Jesus Christ was her life. And you know what happened within three months? I got a call to come out to the house. I got out there around 6 o'clock that night. She went to sleep and she woke up in the eyes of Jesus. Listen, ladies. Be strong and clothe yourself with honor and dignity. Fear the Lord. A woman who fears the Lord, she shall be faced. Notice this, and we'll close with this. She is admired and blessed by the family. Verse 28 says this Her children rise up and call her blessed. Her husband also, he praises her. Many daughters have done well, but she said, You know what you're saying? I couldn't have had a better wife or a better mama. They tell her why she's leaving. This is what one commentator said on that. He says that word for praise is the Hebrew word halal. It's the same word that is used here to praise the Lord. That's hallelujah. God's word rarely says, now listen to this. God's word rarely says to praise anything except God. And yet here, God is exhorting him to praise godly women. We're not to praise them as we praise God, that would be idolatry. But God is giving women the highest honor, the highest blessing, and esteem that He gives to people. It's amazing to me how some people say that the Bible condemns women, when the truth is that He is the only religious book that truly dignifies and esteems women. In fact, He gives them the highest honor possible praise. Just below praising God is praising this godly mother and this godly wife. You can't get any higher than that. When your children and husbands, Pour out their blessing and praise on their spouse or their mom or their grandmother at their funeral. And it's just wonderful. I've heard it before. But let me tell you something. Don't wait for the funeral to tell your mom that you love her. Don't wait for the funeral to tell your mother how much she's meant to you. Don't wait for the funeral to tell your mother how much you appreciate her sacrifices and what an influence she's made in your life. What this proverb is saying to us is this, praise them while they're living. Let them know 
Honor your mother. Honor your mother as unto the Lord. Children, tell your mother, don't wait till it's too late. How, how, how much you love her. Pray for her, serve her, thank God for her. But why is this woman this way? Because of Jesus. It's all because of Jesus. It's not unfair what you've been through in your life. There's nothing Jesus Christ can't handle. Whether it's a sin issue in your past, whether it's a sin issue in your present, whether it's a health issue, a financial issue, there's nothing Jesus can't handle. No, listen, your mama loves you, I know that. Your grandmother loves you, I know that. But nobody loves you like Jesus loves you. Jesus loves you to the point that he died in your place. He bore God's wrath, he bore your guilt and sin, rose from the dead so that you can have a relationship with him. Today is a day of salvation. I'm so thankful that God loves you so much that He sent His Son to die in your place. Not only to die in your place, but raise again from the dead. Place your faith in the of the gospel. If you're watching on social media, listen, place your faith in the of Jesus. He is your only hope for salvation. Whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Today, I want you to just take a moment. If you don't know Christ, today is the day you can pray to the Lord to save you. But also, as we, as we close the prayer before coming to him, why don't you just thank the Lord for the women, God's women, who's placed in your life? Ladies, listen, Proverbs chapter 1 is a high standard. We all fall short. All of us, in all these areas. We all do. Mormon people. Listen, today, God can help you. Repent and ask the Lord for your help. For help. God can turn what seems like tragedy in the child. God says into a beauty for ashes. Listen, where you're struggling in these areas, Jesus Christ can help you through this world. Let's pray together. Father, as we come here prayer, we want to thank you, Lord, for your word. Father, what a high standard. Father, I pray for all the ladies that are here today, those that are watching, Lord, via social media. Father, this is not a message to put someone down with the Lord. Father, where we fall short, Lord, I, you can make up the difference in your head. And women all over, all of them are trying to do something. Jesus, help me to be a Proverbs 31 woman. Maybe we have sin issues, or maybe we failed. Maybe we all do. I'm so thankful, Lord. The Bible says a righteous man falls down seven times, but you pick him up. I'm so thankful, Lord, that you never give up on us. Father, for many of the men, husbands, I would pray for you. You, you probably have a godly wife, but you're not a godly husband. You need to repent. You need to repent. And ask the Lord to help you today. Children, do you honor your mother as you're trying to listen and obey? Do you pray for your mother? Why she's trying to do that? I'm encouraging you to do that. Father, we love you today. I pray you're not saying, Lord, well, I think that this pandemic is someone says we shouldn't take a life for granted. You shouldn't take church for granted. You shouldn't take your word for granted. You sure shouldn't take our, our wives and mothers for granted. Lord, thank you for how you blessed us. Lord, you put us in good places here in Alexander County. I pray that we never take that for granted. In Jesus' name I pray.